the, wow. what we need is you just need like a 36 inch TV. Wow. Well. It just has it tracking for the chat there. No, that would be good. That sounds like an investment we can't afford yet because episodes don't yeah. upload on time. Do you, do you know my current electronics budget is? Guess what you're doing tonight. Nothing. My my current electronics budget is, um, what would that what was that? That would be, uh, eighty dollars a month, and I'm currently sitting at negative six hundred in it. That that's uh that sounds like you're a little bit over your uh, your budget. Uh, by about a year, I'm a year over budget. A year over budget. That's too many. episode of unfurled on thursday june 28th oh are we doing the date thing for real now yeah we have to we've been requested by an actual patron yeah so. i get requests all the time i just <laughs> <ignore> them. <laughs> uh i am tau i'm vox and i'm car and uh that's it yep the end bye so long <laughs> farewell advita say not do uh i mean if we did do that we would have saved our uh listeners a fuckload of their time yeah uh, I mean, it really would be a gift <laughs> to them. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but... Uh... <laughs> hey, everyone. The episode this week is only 15 seconds long. <sighs> <laughs> and done. <laughs> uh, I mean, because we're totally more popular than the World Cup. <laughs> no, there's not enough no, we, 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 Yeah, we need the Vuvuzela. <laughs> Uh, I still love that phenomenon because it's just like uh, we handed these out and we had no idea the awful we have caused. <laughs> what have we done? There's an entire, you know, uh, whatever it is, league of of soccer match that you just can't get without B sounds. <laughs> like, it, I find it like, See, that's the thing. Because of that, I'm pretty sure an entire marketing department imploded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, they just, wa- you know, uh, the, the COO or whatever walked in is like, okay, all of you, out. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. No, more like the internet police walked in and yeah. everyone there went, yeah. Yeah, we deserve this. <laughs> yeah. They're, they get there. They're already just putting their shit in the banker's box. I know. I know. And the thing is, it's it's both the worst idea, but how do you outdo that? How do you market better than that Vuvuzela? With air horns? It's a worldwide phenomenon. Just, just actual air horns, like the canned. But the oh. problem is, do you know what people do with those? What? They tape Vuvuzelas to the end of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yep. Well, it's funny. So just to, to prove that. So we were talking about how our dryer does not have a buzzer on it. Oh, yeah. Neither our washer nor our dryer does. Whatever our, duh, shush. Whatever our previous <laughs> landlord or, or why not who replaced that with one that did not have a buzzer needs to be drug into the street and shot. So you, because, know, you know what you do? You get uh, a kilowatt device 
and then you have it monitor the power pull from your washer and dryer and then use an Arduino to tweet at you when your washer and dryers are done. I just have or, to find one that's a 240 volt. So my suggestion, again, to There's prove the, the you know, cultural impact of the Vuvuzela was that we need to get an egg timer attached to a Vuvuzela to act as our buzzer. <laughs> I mean, we Because we it. keep constantly forgetting shit in the dryer. All the goddamn time. Yeah, I do that a lot. I mean, I just do it on purpose. You just get too lazy to fold clothing, so you're like, it It lives in the dryer now. Uh, That's its <laughs> home. It's eternally car's pain. I, Let's just say that's one of those little things that whenever you do decide to, you know, settle down with somebody that there's quirks you have to get used to. Mm-hmm. I, well, and that, see, well, again... I was at, whoa, whoa. I was planning on uh, doing the thing where I was just going to monitor the power draw of my washer and dryer and then have it send me telegram notifications when it's done. Mm-hmm. Or use push bullet. Or I could do that. Fucking any one of those things. As long as I don't come back to half damp musky laundry. Oh, see, that I can't promise because I can't monitor the insides of the dryer. But as long well, as I have the notification to go and, like, you know, get it kicked back on again. could put a humidity center, sensor on the exhaust port, like, this inside. This sounds like we're way past anything I'm actually going to ever do. Well, <laughs> because <laughs> with the amount of effort involved there, I could also just replace the dryer. Yeah. I heard exhaust port, and immediately my brain went to Star Wars. I'll tell Wars. you right now, my washer and dryer are the second and third uh, devices on my appliance list to uh, I started replace. Idling. The only reason they're not number one is because my dishwasher decides to have Alzheimer's and just forgets <laughs> what it's doing half the time. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, but again, using a little Raspberry Pi, you could easily hook up a humidity sensor. And they're like, those are like, what, 30 bucks? Yeah, they're, they're cheap. And then just have it monitor the humidity. And then it'll send you a notification. Dryer's done. Measured humidity X. And then you yeah. can tell if you need to just walk up and hit the go button again, because that's a thing. Well, alternatively, I just more of a go dial, but yes, yeah. Alternatively, <laughs> alternatively, hang your clothing up. Yeah. I still like the egg timer in a vuvuzela, <laughs> but that doesn't come with humidity sensors. And, yeah, but it's a lot and, cheaper. And IoT d- code and Node.js and <laughs> you you can't run a Bitcoin miner off of it. And <laughs> what are you smoking? I don't know. I mean, just IoT. You need to IoT everything. I'm going to IoT the podcast. I, yeah, do it. Yeah. I don't even know what that acronym means. Internet of Things. Thank Inter- you. Yeah. That that's for your internet connected fridge and your internet connected headphones uh, and your internet connected thermostat and internet connect, connected and water bottle which actually exists. Yeah, yep. water bottle, lights, watch, calculator. I mean, I'm not exactly one to complain about some of these things, but on the flip side, some of them seem a little silly. I complain about all of them because the problem with internet of things devices is that they're connected to the internet and also never updated. Yeah. Or at least they're updated for maybe a couple years, and then they fall out of the support cycle, and then they're never updated again. And then what happens is hackers come along, turn it into a bot, and then they suddenly have and 
uh, I believe as of a month ago, we're at multi-terabit scale DDoS capabilities mm-hmm. on the current botnets, mostly because of HP printers. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me I mean, in the slightest. I was just thinking of just the idea of suddenly your refrigerator being effectively haunted. Uh, no, <laughs> mostly they just use it to scrape data and uh, try to get personal information. And uh, 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 and uh, also DDoS people. That's usually what it's for. That or hosting child porn. That's another one that happens. I. Uh, so be careful. Because your fridge might be make, a make sure child your, porn server. For God's make, sake. make sure your uh, your uh, actual firewall and shit work. Yeah, you know, that secure is, your shit. Uh, yeah. No, just all right. New topic. Um, don't IOT things. <laughs> don't do it. It's bad. The well, in- if you're gonna do it, just do it locally. Well, no internet. Or do it yourself. That way, you're not beholden to some company yeah. reliant on them for updates that will never come. Did, what did you just do to my failed print? I mean, uh, I was just having fun fiddling with it, but Phil's now turned into a small I'm unfailing it. Mm, I see. So, what uh, what topics do we have today that I can nap through? Well, I uh, recently started watching fucking... That show, I, I think uh, you gave. I think you gave the chat a good earful of it today. Cloak and Dagger. Ah, yeah. It's uh, it is everything that I despise about modern video editing. <laughs> everything I despise about modern video editing. They're like, we don't know how to make our actors look like people, so we're just going to make it so dark you can't see. At all. Anything. It's fucking awful. And the problem is, this isn't like some new phenomenon. This has been happening in the Marvel movies since the Marvel movies. They've been doing this desaturated, super dark, heavily color graded garbage for a long time. And it's like... I like I actually went back through a bunch of my old movies and I'm just like I wonder if this one su- yep that one that one also does it why did I not notice this until now it's just been a thing that's been grating me in the back of my fucking mind for years and finally I have a fucking face to it for the anxiety I feel when I watch these fucking shows <laughs> like and, well, and, and it's not just Marvel either. No, no lots no. of movies choose like a palette. Yeah. And that palette sort of represents the film. Yeah. And now, okay, so for, hang on. So for something like, uh, right, so the Defenders, they did that deliberately though, right? In those shows, that was a deliberate choice. Yeah. So, right, but that was also an overt deliberate choice. Yeah. And so, right, because I don't know if you know, saw this, right, but any scenes that had, uh, was it Daredevil, they were tinted red. Any, Jessica, they were tinted blue. Uh, Luke, Luke Cage, Cage was yellow, yellow and, and uh, Iron, Iron Man was green. Iron Dragon was green. Or Iron, Iron, whatever he's called. Iron Fist. Iron Fist. There we go. The, the, the one lame one. Yeah, the lame one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and see, doing color grading where you like shift the color slightly or adjust the white balance, that's one thing. Making everything dark and hazy. Yeah, dark 
I don't like. I, I don't want to have to turn up the brightness on my TV just to fucking see what you're doing. Yeah. Especially because usually it's already pretty bright. Well, I mean, I, it, what it took for me, like, I, I actually have a fucking picture of the settings. Like, how fucking high I had to turn up the fucking brightness to make this fucking work. Okay? So this was the fucking video settings I used. So, because this is terrible radio, uh, yeah. he's got the video settings up about a. Th- uh, so the center line was the fifth was like your baseline, right? Yep. He's got it up almost fifty percent from Holy base. Holy shit! The contrast is nearly yeah, the fucking contrast maxed is out. max. Contrast <laughs> is uh, nearly maxed out. The brightness is up uh, is up at uh, like about a hundred and fifty percent. Saturation is cranked to about a hundred and forty percent. I had to turn the gamma up slightly. Yeah, like, so it it's just a dark, 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 video. dark fucking video. Yeah. And the, the, the big issue is, like, broad fucking daylight. Seemed dim. Was not spared. Like, it was like they had sunglasses on the fucking camera. Yeah, I've seen some some film and stuff do that. Like, it, yeah, weird. Like, um, what is that? That is, like, he's standing in a hallway, and the brightest white in it is, like, 50% gray. It, yeah. That, it's just stupid. Well, the other one that you get all the time, and I mean, this is a cheap cinema trick they've been doing forever, right? But the, when it's supposed to be at nighttime, it's shot, obviously, you know, That's a, day. That's a now, day for night shot. Yeah. Now, part of that is, of course, the limitations. I mean, even nowadays, like, they're only just getting to the point where you can get cameras to be able to take really low-light photo- photography and have it not look like ass. Otherwise, you need to illuminate and eat otherwise you can't see what's going on in the scene so i i understand it from that way right now i've done like my my acting cinematography experience is limited almost entirely to stage where while you're inside with lights that are brighter than the fucking sun shining in your face yeah so that people can see you yeah but you know, cameras is a little different. You can, you know, you can take that shot and you can muck around and to get the idea. You right, you get the feeling it's supposed to be night. Yeah. Now it can be done really well, or it can be done really badly. And it was the, like it's often the done problem well. yeah. I have is when they just drop the fucking contrast, so it looks like everything, like you know, like old shitty video where everything's kind of gray yeah. and whitewashed. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, and that's the thing is that's what this whole show looks like. It's brutal. Yeah. Just desaturated. They basically just took the top end and lopped it off. They're like, nah, we don't need highlights. <laughs> yeah. And I, the problem I have is that um, if you're watching it in the dark with just the TV on, it's okay, right? The brightness of your TV with no other contrasting light is okay. That's the the cinema experience. Yep. Not many people do that. No. Right? My TV sits underneath a window. Yep. And I can tell you right now, in dark games, I can't see shit. Yeah. And if it's a dark movie, I can't see shit. I got a big-ass bay window beside my TV. Yeah. Right? So, you know, you don't need to make them bright and popping all the time, but a neutral balance of light is probably acceptable. Yeah. I just have to go adjust my uh, print real quick because uh, apparently the filament decided to uh, unravel yeah. off of the spool. So... Keep talking. Didn't he I'll be say right back. Earlier, you need a little bit more tension in the spool. Just, just I'm a just, tiny just, bit. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, yeah. So it's a problem. I don't see it just in 
in uh, TV shows and movies either. So I see it in gaming a lot. Yeah, a lot of people have problems balancing dark. Well, they, the, I'm trying to think because whenever we play uh, Final Fantasy, right, and we look at the differences between our two monitors, right, I've got the problem. So one of the characters, for those of you who don't play uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, one of the generals of one of the, the big cities you fight for uh, is this big, huge, hulking black guy. There are lighting differences between our two monitors where uh, Vox can see, like, all the things just fine, and he, he looks kind of more like a light brown. And then you look on my display... And you can barely make out the detail in his face because of the differences in our, our saturation or our contrast things or whatever it is. But like, we need to sit down with your monitor and have a long talk. Well, and the thing is, like, uh, what that's kind like of the monitor only, are you running? It's a, it's a, a BenQ, BenQ uh, 144 hertz. The, the problem is, okay, this, this is a, a personal complaint I have about the color spectrum problem on gaming computers is if you use an NVIDIA gaming card, a high-quality display... You have three sources of color, right? Of your color I've got, settings. I've got Windows trying to play around with my color settings. Yeah, Windows I've got will Nvidia set them. trying Nvidia to play around. Set them. And then the monitor itself can set them. So the problem the is other... Windows doesn't leave shit fucking alone. So oh. if you update, it resets those driver settings. Oh. It loads up something that doesn't quite use those settings. It resets those settings. Yeah. So for me too, and the thing is as well is a lot of gaming monitors are set up primarily for FPS gamers, right? Yep. Where you want to be able to see someone who's hiding in a corner in a room or when yep. you want to be able to see someone who's in a, in a thing, right? But if you're playing games like I do that are more cinematic, things like The Witcher or Final Fantasy or even Civ where it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I like the aesthetic feel of being able to have an enormous amount of contrast between light and dark areas of the screen. So I want those blacks to be black. So what you're saying is you want one of those $1,200 ultra-wide IPS 120 hertz behemoths. I mean, I do. That. I mean, I'm not that insane. But it is funny <laughs> because most of the, the default settings... Right, it's funny. I, I turn on game one, two, three, and everything was just so brutally washed out. It's oh, just yeah. awful. Like it no, looks you... just. I, I'm sure if I played Counter Strike, I'd love it because I would be able to cap all those noobs who were camping behind a crate. Yeah, no, but... you you absolutely need to reset all of the presets on BenQ monitors. Yeah, I, I basically I need to sit down and just figure out how to turn off everything except for one source and just optimize it there. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's I I always figure it out, and then I get it where I like it. And then an update happens, and then suddenly it's broken, and it takes me two days to remember where all those settings are again. I just well, need to write them down and put them on a post-it note. One of the other things, too, that I found with BenQ, specifically with BenQ 144 hertz monitors, is if you aren't running them at 144 hertz, uh, the colors get fucky. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because his is a 144 hertz monitor. So yeah. you have to go into the window settings. Again, so, okay. after every update... And yeah. make sure. Oh, it drives me so nuts. Windows just. It's not your computer. How do you set think? The uh, settings. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I turned them on once. Don't make me turn them on every time. Yeah. Uh, That's so how dumb. I turn off updates yeah. forever. Oh, what's this? Candy Crush? No, I don't want that. Also, Windows update. Huh. You don't have Candy Crush. <laughs> you should install it. It doesn't, it doesn't even install way, it. It installs a shell of it. Yeah. Yeah. That debolt, by the way, broke all the things, all of them. Oh yeah, it just does not work yeah. on modern no, versions of Windows. Really? Don't. Yeah, it. Yeah, we did it. Two minutes in, I'm like, nope, half of this shit is broken, and I've reinstalled Windows again. For, like, yeah, I've shit just doesn't again. work. It just, it was off. really, yeah. yeah. And I think it's probably some of the uh, the cloud features. 
get integrated harder than they you were before. So when the actual services don't start, it oh, doesn't load. Like, like what what broke? I couldn't log back in. I restarted oh. the computer and I couldn't log in. Yeah. Oh, that's now, good. To note, both Car and I do log in with a Microsoft account. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I know you don't. I deleted um, my Microsoft account. Yeah. I, I do it because I do use OneCloud. I do use Office 365, and it's all attached. Yeah. So it's just easier to have it all connected. Yeah. The trick is I just don't have anything else connected to yeah. it. But the debloat breaks some things that it, it probably bro- didn't, it mean, to, didn't mean to break before. Uh, the internet was actually not working properly. It was yeah. what it actually broke. and then it. But course, from what I've seen, it hasn't been updated in a long time either. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah no, I... I uh, I ran it on my computer. Then again, I haven't updated Windows in a while. Yep. Because mm-hmm. fuck that. Do you actually have it like hard disabled? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah I have it disabled in group policy. <laughs> Be careful. It can still force an update. I actually can't even. T- if I go to Windows Update and try to force it to update, it actually pops up with an error. Good. Saying group policy on this computer or something, something Local administrator. Yeah. 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 Something, something, something. Please contact your administrator, basically. But on that note, I'm I'm curious now, is Cloak & Dagger actually a good show, video editing aside? I haven't decided yet. See, the advertising I've seen for it makes it look interesting, but not to the point where I'm going to sit down and binge it. Yeah. I Um, mean, I, I sort of have a soft spot for the, like, cheesy sci-fi bullshit so when they're like oh the divine pairing i'm like okay i'll watch this and yeah see i'm a sucker for for some of those really classical greek tropes like yeah uh but see i'm all into occult and rituals so at the at the same time though the show not a lot has happened. Who who actually made it? Because that's not a Marvel. Netflix. It's Mar- Marvel. Well, no, Marvel just produces it. Oh, it, it, it might be it's sci-fi either, or it's something. It's like sci-fi or ABC or AMC, something like that. I actually produced it. Uh, I can tell you in a quick second. Because, yeah, Marvel, Marvel only has their four shows right now. Yeah, like Marvel Studios proper? Uh, sorry, five shows. Five. Punisher. Uh, Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. Fucking Punisher. Oh, right, yes. Show. How- and Luke Cage 2 just came out. Oh, no. Did it? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. <laughs> well. Uh, Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. Simply Cloak and Dagger. American blah, blah, blah. Created for Freeform by Joe Pekoski, based on the Marvel comic characters. It is set in the MCU. Okay. Yeah, uh, they all are. Uh, series is produced by ATV Signature Studios and Marvel Television. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. There you go. So they just didn't release it on Netflix. Interesting. They, I mean, they've been branching out a bit, too, because they've got some of the X-Men ones on an Well, X-Men places. is still owned by Fox. Sony. Oh, I thought... Or is it Fox? Sorry, that's right. Two. Spider-Man was Sony, and they're all back under Marvel's hat now. Yeah. But yeah, um, Sox. Fox still Sony. owns um, the, X-Men. the X-Men. They just work closer with Marvel than they did before. Because they right. realize they can make more money that <laughs> right. way. Yeah. Well, and that's sort of what, that's what happened with Sony. Sony's like, no, we're going to hold on to this. We're going to keep doing movies. Here's our second one. Oh, that didn't go very well. Hey, Marvel, can we, like, get together a bit? You just want to do... Okay, here you go. <laughs> you can just hold on to this for us. We'll take our royalty. Yeah. And you can do what you like. Yeah. So I would say it's the safer bet, that's for sure. Yeah. 
Well, because, I don't know, Marvel really did hit its stride with the movies. That said, like, I'm definitely superhero movie out. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm bored now. I want... I enjoy the the trashy tropes that are built into them, so (laughs) I can pretty much watch them forever. I I don't know. They're, like some of them I like. Like I like Deadpool a lot. I like well, Actually, Deadpool is so unique. Yeah, I like to Guardians of the Deadpool too. Actually, like, so I like Guardians of the Galaxy a lot because I mean you're Guardi- also furry trash. Guardians of the Galaxy uh, did, does not feel like a superhero movie. No, it's a bit more of like a sci-fi, it, yeah, adventure, action hero kind of movie. Yeah. Right? And that's the thing is I love sci-fi, so it makes sense that the, I would like the, that. The superhero movie I don't want to see any more of right now are origin stories. Right? Oh I'm my okay God. not knowing where these characters come from. And unfortunately, there's at least you, one more to come. You know what yep. I could have lived without? Ant-Man. Yeah? I could have gone my whole life without watching that. I'll be honest. Like, I've, I've, I'm like... I'm I haven't like, seen oh, it yet. I, I, I mean, heck, we were just saw that add-on for... Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I was like, oh, right. That is kind of coming out soon. All right. Yeah. I, What's uh, the new origin story happening? Uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Oh, right. Another yeah. superhero I couldn't give less of a shit about. I have no idea who they are, so. She's, she's going to be pretty important. But uh, oh, that's just sort of global universe stuff. Yeah. She's kind of one of the big, big superheroes See, out there. If they're going to do a superhero movie, I want them to introduce the one next. The one? The the uh, goes by several names. Basically, it's the proxy for the comic book artist. Oh, that guy. The, the thing is, they do that every single time, right? Because that's what Stan Lee does in all the stupid movies. <laughs> They've already joked about him being something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. It Which would is... be kind of a, a pretty, like, I guess, sort of epic homage. The only problem is, is that, you know... The guy's probably not going to last too much. Like, when you actually think about the fact they've been doing these movies for 10 years, it's just like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, Marvel actually has... Uh, yeah, sorry, his name is One Above All. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's very meta. Yeah. <laughs> Powers and abilities. As the supreme being within the multiverse, the One Above All is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, and is above all and is above all cosmic powers and abstract entities, if even the living tribunal. Abilities beyond any known system of abilities. Strength level beyond any known strength of. <laughs> yeah, we get it. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the top of Over the scale. Over 9,000. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Put away the scanner. He's, yeah. uh, he's the comic book artist. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. You're going to get there, but not soon. Eventually, they'll jump that shark. <laughs> they'll have to. But. Just like any comic book, eventually they'll run out of stuff and well, just and, need to... And here's... Yeah, and that's my concern, right? So, right? Um, the last Avengers was freaking amazing. I'm anticipating that the next one is going to be really good, too. But here's the problem. Eventually, as you say, they're going to run out of sort of this overall primary storyline they've been building up to. I'll be surprised if after the next one, there's any more with that cast. Yeah, but that's the yeah. thing. Is, it, that's the point is at that point... Right, because now it's the 
uh, I mean, it's the same thing I've talked about with, again, my example is Supernatural, right? If the, the, they write an arc for this, they've completed their arc, it's awesome, the story is done, they've wrapped it up, it's closing, and the studio hands them a bag of money saying you need to make more because you're making us money hand over fist. Now, luckily, Marvel will do, I think, with the MCU stuff what they have done with their comics where this will end and then it's just going to explode into all sorts of different directions. Right. Yeah. But at that point, because again, right, you've got all these actors who, again, they're probably tired of playing these characters over and over again. Well, right? I know uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. yeah he he does. He's done. Yeah. Right? As soon as he is finished his contract for Thor, he probably won't be coming back for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's fucking hard. It is. Well, I mean, you know, you're trying to live the, up to the body of an Asgardian god. The only person I think who's probably gone through a rougher body transformation for her work would have been Renee Zellweger. Because she went from Chicago, which was, you know, twiggy thin, you know, 50s dancer style, to Bridget Jones. 20s. Right? I don't know who Bridget Jones is. Bridget Jones is an overweight. diary. Uh, overweight, you know, middle-aged woman having a romantic crisis. Uh, so she gained something stupid like 120 pounds in two months. Have for you ever seen? Oh um, my like, god! Like not good. Yeah. Levels seen, of um, body change. Oh, what was it? Uh, the one where uh, uh, Rod, what's his name, played Batman? Um, uh, Christian Bale. For what was it, American Psycho or one of his other movies? Where uh, he basically... You're thinking of the Machinist. Yeah, thank you. That's the one. Yeah, where he goes to like 90 pounds. Yeah, like yeah. he has 90 pounds in this one. Movie, and then he turns into Batman. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, and I mean, yeah, it's good to look the role, but it sometimes, ow. Yeah, yeah, like the the human body can only sustain so much, either physically or in the case of Heath Ledger, psychologically. Fucking, yeah. that's like in uh, I can't remember who it was, but there was this actor for the movie Gaudy. That just came, or I don't know if it just came out, but yeah. Anyway, Gotti, um, he was supposed to be in the movie, and then he gained <laughs> he gained thirty pounds for his role, and then they canceled his role. Oh, oh no! So he sued them for three million dollars. Right, yeah, I, I sorry, I like Gunzuka's uh, suggestion that uh, Stan Lee is the one who's going to kill Thanos. No, please no. <laughs> they've they've already got two perfectly good like, candidates for it. I'm so. already upset that Stan Lee is in all of them, like because it just pulls me out of the movie. It's like the Wilhelm scream. It's, yes, oh, the Wilhelm scream pulls me right out of the action. It's just like it Lord doesn't need to be there well, at the all. Thing is, I get, I get the the tradition. It's cute enough. Yeah, just like, enough. Just Let's, stop. Like, that's We're been good. around for what, like a hundred years? Uh, it's or been damn a, near it. Well, film hasn't been around a hundred years yet. Yeah, it uh, has. Has it? Yeah, we're getting pretty damn close to the hundred year anniversary of film. Wait, what are you talking about? Stan Lee? No, the no, Wilhelm the Wilhelm scream. scream oh, the, no. Oh, uh, ah! The that Wilhelm scream. scream was from like the 80s, I thought. Yeah, it's from it's a, not that new, is it? It's from a, an action film, and then it's just been sort of used in every soundstage forever. No, it's older than that. Uh, Beginning in 1951. There we go. Yeah. From the film Distant Drums. Yep. Yeah. So, uh... Just yeah. stop. <laughs> again, I don't need to hear it again. I know what the Wilhelm scream sounds like, and trust me, it's got... I mean, it's probably, like, public domain or something by this point, but... It's, um, it's just stupid. Yeah. Like, I get that it's, like, you know, well, the thing a is, filmmaker's little Easter egg, well, but the, the thing problem. is, it's, we it's not, all know. It's not done for the audience anymore. It's done for the, the film, right? Yeah. For the producing, the production of it. And... It doesn't make sense. Just like the Stanley cameos don't have a point. 
They really don't. Right. If they if they were having their own little mini storyline and you were following it from movie to movie, okay, sure, whatever. See, that would be clever. Yeah. Right. If Stan Lee was a character that had his own storyline that, you know, a la that guy from The Simpsons, fucking what's his name? I never watched it. Oh, in The Simpsons. Two wrong people here. Okay, in The Simpsons, there's this character that he's like this action hero, like Schwarzenegger, basically. Oh, okay. Yep. And he, you keep, throughout The Simpsons, you'll see clips of his movies. Well, there's an actual fucking storyline to the movie with the clips and if you take the clips and put them all together, and put them all together. Oh my god! See, you that, actually that, get a show that is clever as fuck, right? Right. And someone did that. Someone on YouTube went and took all of these clips of it and put them together, and you can kind of see. Were they in order? Uh, I don't know if they were all like chronologically in order, but yeah, there's an there's an actual narrative in these little clips. So if they did something like that. With Stan Lee. It would at least provide it substance. Yeah, it would right. at least and have not a reason. Uh, and here's the thing. What if, Stan Lee. What if yeah. that's actually what they're planning, that he actually has been like some sort of a guardian angel this whole time? It still wouldn't work because he doesn't actually do anything. Yeah, he's just like, he walks out and he plays like 80 different characters throughout the fucking series. So yeah. it's just, basically they're just like, hey, look, it's Stan Lee. And then all of the nerds are just like, oh! <laughs> and that's uh, uh, it. <laughs> right. Stanley was better used in uh, in the Big Bang Theory than he's been used in his own movies. Yeah, yeah. And, and well, and it's yeah, <laughs> that was a good one of the few good episodes. I, I actually laughed at that one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, but fucking, it's uh, it's like with uh, they they do it with Star Wars shit sometimes too, where it's just like here's a Chewbacca, and then he's like hi and then leaves and i'm just like okay but why yeah why did it. you show me that they did that in the most recent x-men as well right where they have wolverine like pop out kill a bunch of people and then leave yeah and it's like but but he doesn't have another movie where he's young we're not going into weapon x or anything like why did you show so me that why was it just all right was it just a te origin teaser because we yeah. know his origin story we've been over it like four times yeah. now like we've almost you know, done it as many times as see, fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> I really like Uncle how ben. they did the cameos in Deadpool. Right? Yeah, Where I, haven't he was the, like, I haven't seen the new one yet. Oh, no. okay. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen Deadpool too. No yet. spoilers, but there's just like there's literally a scene where he's at, back at the X-Men house again, harassing yeah. Colossus. That like, first time though, like, like in, he Deadpool is one was to do. brilliant. Um, and he's just like, and he's doing the same thing. Like, really, not a single one. Not one of them is here. <laughs> yeah. Right? We're in the X house and there, no one's here. We couldn't afford like one license kind of. <laughs> yeah. And the fourth wall. Yeah, I love and it. all it. There's just this one joke where he's standing there bitching about this. And then you, the camera cuts to face him and behind him, the door is open and there they all are standing in the room. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like having a meeting and, uh, and, uh, fucking, uh, who is it? I think it's uh, Xavier actually is like, no, and just closes the door. <laughs> See, that, that See, is cheeky. That, yeah, that is a good joke. Yeah. I like that joke. That's a good reason to have a cameo, right? Uh, or there, there's uh, actually, well, 
It's an end credit scene, so I don't know if it's really a spoiler. Let's just let, err let us on the side of caution let's, and yeah. let, let's let us have it. that. It's we nothing to, to do with the Deadpool actual too. narrative, but the end credit scene's really funny too. Yeah, right. and that Notice is another self. cameo as well. To be fair, I enjoyed the end credit scene from the first one, being a Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, just yeah. Flat However, on homage. I yeah. still think though that the best end credit scene in any of the Marvel movies so far was the end of Avengers One with the shawarma. That, that was, was yeah. That, that was because right. again, it was just <laughs> it was a, just a little humanizing moment. Yeah, yeah. Just that was that was just so good, and I just remember everyone in the theater just being like, just waiting for something w- to waiting happen for the big reveal. Just waiting, yeah, waiting, and no, it's just and nothing, and it was. Uh, I think that was just oh, so good. Uh, Random man has pointed out McBain. That's the name of the action hero in The Simpsons. Ah, thank you. So yeah. Anyway, I know we, at least Carr has something he actually wanted to talk about that wasn't movies for like an hour. I'm okay so. with the, the movie chat actually for a while. It's, that's nice because, yeah, trust me, this is going to get really heavy really fast. I will prepare a nap. <laughs> I mean, I will prepare to listen and provide my feedback. Right. So do you, is that it? Are you just going to talk about oversaturation or am I, should I, should I do this? All right, go ahead. All right. Okay. So uh, earlier this week. We had a rather disconcerting announcement from the U.S. Uh, so Justice Kennedy, uh, who is one of the nine members of the Supreme Court of the United States. Oh, yeah, this. Uh, no, nine, seven, nine. Um, announced Some that. Some prime number. Yeah, that he was retiring. <laughs> so the problem is, is that he is one of the more liberal members of the bench. So already we've had the case where you've got right now uh, four uh, more liberal leaning justices or ones that have been disappointed by Democrats. And now now you have five uh, conservatives or more conservative leaning guys. One of the liberals is retiring. So now Trump is going to get to nominate another Supreme Court justice, which is going to tilt the balance in the Supreme Court to a 6-3 split wait i thought the guy that's retiring was actually like moderate conservative here's the thing he was appointed so long ago at the time he was probably super liberal now he's more of a moderate um and ideally right you want a lot of moderates elected to the supreme court because they're going to be able to actually make a proper judgment uh the thing is of course is that you know that rarely happens because of course a president is always going to be want to appoint a, a court justice when they get the chance uh, that is going to be able to see things more their way, you know, human nature and all that. Um, now, the thing with that is, is it, yes, they're making the decisions, and ideally you're appointing somebody that because up until recently, it used to be that you had to run all this through the uh, the Senate for them to actually, you know, approve a candidate. And up until recently, uh, it used to be that you needed a majority of 60 votes, not just 50 plus one. Uh, and so you 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 had to nominate someone who was at least going to get a few Democrats or a few Republicans to vote for them and across the aisle. Um, so you know you're probably not going to be able to get, or at least the theory was, you're not going to be able to get a super hardcore Bible thumping. You know, we need to be a theocracy sort of judge under the Supreme Court. Mm. However, so if those of you guys who don't remember, is we had uh, one of the Supreme Court justices back in 2016. Died while in office, which, by the way, dying or retiring is the only way to leave the Supreme Court of the U.S. Um, now, 
uh, Obama had tried to appoint a, a new justice to the court to fill that vacancy, which would have put the the leaning to uh, five. Now, the guy he put up to was uh, far more uh, far more liberal uh, or, or moderate. Sorry, I should say. Um, and really, he was a lot of people were saying, yeah, this is a really good choice. He's a really balanced, really middle of the road, like he's well learned. Uh, but of course, as the Republicans were wont to do with anything Obama even looked at, they said, no. And they came up with this bullshit about how uh, because there was going to be an election that fall, it should be the the decision of the incoming president, whoever he, they were. Uh, that should actually make the nomination, right? McConnell, uh, the 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 Senate leader for the Republicans, was basically banking on the fact that they were going to win the election, and then they would get to fill this vacancy. Mm-hmm. All right. The problem is again is that when because these positions are either are for life, basically, is that once you've got a justice on the bench, barring any sort of heinous um, mismanagement or or misconduct, death or voluntary retirement. They're on that bench for the rest of their lives, and and some of these guys get nominated when they're only 50 or 60. So they can end up sitting on the Supreme Court for, you know, 20, 30, even 40 years if they're particularly stubborn or ornery. So now you've – I mean you've already got it conservative-leaning. We're now going to have it basically locked in conservative because a lot of the other justices aren't terribly old or looking to retire in the immediate future. Now, I am not one to gloom and doom and darkness and brimfire and stone and all that, but I am I try and be at least cautious in my oh shit, this isn't so great. Um so oh shit, this isn't so great. Because now you're gonna have such a conservative lean that if somehow the uh Democrats do not manage to regain control of the Senate, you've got the case where now we could try and have we could have laws or whatnot that are pushed forward even harder on the more conservative-leaning side of things. Uh, now, I am not dooming, glooming, and saying that, sorry, America, you're going to lose gay marriage, and uh, you're going to be a theocracy by this time next year, and abortion will be illegal again, and all of this shit that, again, is being thrown out by all of the uh, kind of the more really left-wing side of the discussion right now, which, again, doesn't help discussion either. But nope. what is concerning, though, like I said, is, as I was mentioning before, is... The McConnell and the the Senate pulled two things of bullshit that were completely unprecedented when Obama was trying to get his nomination put up. The first was that they they just completely outright refused to even have a a nominatory confirmation hearing. Absolutely unprecedented in the history of the Supreme Court or the United States that the the Senate didn't even at least give the chance give the guy a chance to get up in front of them and say. This is why I deserve to be on the Supreme Court. They just refused. They never scheduled a hearing. They mm-hmm. continued to not schedule it all the way up until the nomination expired when Obama stopped being the president. Because that's that's when it happens. Uh, that nomination sat in front of the Senate for almost a year, mm-hmm. which was bullshit. The other part of the bullshit they did is that the moment they could, and I don't remember exactly what parliamentary trickery they used to do this, but basically, they changed the rules so that in order to be able to uh, filibuster or in order to be able to uh, nominate or in order to nominate, they changed it from that you need 60 votes to you need 51. 
And guess how many seats the Senate or the Republicans hold in the Senate right now? 51. 51. So this is why I say that if the Democrat now. So what right now is going on is the Democrats are scrambling to try and figure out any tricks they can to try and filibuster the nomination long enough that uh, basically it'll ha wait until midterms when they might be able to regain control of the Senate. But the problem is they have no teeth right now because the Republicans, as soon as they were able to, changed all the rules so that the bullshit they just pulled on Obama can't be pulled couldn't on be them. pulled on them. Sounds like politics. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's just it is a dangerous level of it because, again, is the very tools that were built in to prevent exactly this from happening are being removed. And again, I am not a. Uh, American constitutional scholar. I'm not a legal scholar. I do not know the the nuances of the system down there. Uh, I mean, I barely know our own, and I fucking went to school for that. Um, and it's just, it is, I find it astounding that they could change those rules so seemingly easily, because I would have shot, I would have thought that that kind of shit was going to be more embedded in their constitution or something that was more difficult to change than as easily as they changed it. I just, I, I don't know. It's just like, ah, uh, so it, it sounds like typical political scheming yep. to me. Yeah, right? well, I mean, you, it is like that. You wait until you day. have all the control and then you make sure no one can take the control away. It's an absolute clusterfuck. And I think it's it's unfortunate because, yeah, having a heavily biased uh, Supreme Court, especially in the States, means that we're going to see a lot more conservative push which I've never been in favor of in general. Well, and the, I mean, the one good thing, of course, again, is the Supreme Court cannot propose legislation. They cannot propose law or anything like that. Right? No. The, the court in the United States can't do that. What they can do is they interpret it when someone complains about a law that exists. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And so the thing is, right, I mean, you've already had this court uh, go through and, right, they have the the, the thing for the, the wedding cake guy that you guys talked about last episode. Um Right. You, they have had already cases with um, uh, actually that, that was the other part is Trump's travel ban was just uh, like the the challenges against it that were made by several state courts mm -hmm. was been overturned by the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has said, nope, absolutely has the right to do so. Yep. Which I mean, in the strictest sense of the ruling. Right. Because, again, border security is a, it's a thing. I mean, again, morally, is it right? No, I don't think so. Um, the the big the big issue though is that it's not up to the to the supreme. Bleh, it's not up to the to the supreme court to determine morality. No, it's their job to determine legality the and that's interpretation it. of the yep. law. The problem is, is that you you're human. You you can be the best judge on the planet. You still can't stop yeah. some of your own well, personal opinions and, from creeping into. And that. so that guy who's retiring, who had that swing vote, that basically he was. Uh, he was the guy who basically got the final word on a lot of these things. Um, he even took shots at Trump in his decision, basically saying that, you know, yeah. And he said basically the same thing. Like, it's not up to to us to determine the morality of the situation. It's just if whether or not he's legally allowed to do this, allowed to do this. Yeah. And legally. Yeah. The law states he yes. is. Yeah, whether we agree this. or not. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, but in the decision, he he actually made mention of like you know, but we probably shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like so. I don't know, and, and that's the thing is, 
a lot of the fights, I think, are just, it's going to be in the primaries. Like, the Republicans are going to do this. Well, okay, great. They're going to lose in the primaries. Absolutely, they are. Like, with the amount of bullshit <laughs> that's been going on. I mean, the thing is, right, we said that, but we also said, I said that back when Trump was first putting up his nomination. Yeah, but... And then when he said his all Mexicans are rapists thing... And then when he was actually in the primaries and he actually started to, you know, not be last in some of them. Uh, and then we still said the same thing when he became the Republican nominee, that there was no way he was actually going to be the president. Say, uh, and then we started talking about how there was no way he I was mean, actually going to get confirmed. You say and, we, but I was never one of those people. No. I understood from the very beginning why Trump was doing as good as well as he yeah. was. Sorry. The, thing is, we. the thing is, now... We've seen what happens. Yeah. Right? People, especially in the States, have seen what happens if you don't participate. Don't bring that voice up. Yep. Right? So, yes, a whole a whole I mean, wing has a now been It heard. was a perfect storm of a lot of things. Yeah. Like, part of it was apathy. I mean, Obama won, and everyone was like, uh, like I mean, eight years worth of voters uh, had never experienced, you know, losing the president. Yeah. Ever. And now they have. And now they have. Yeah. And those so, eight years of people are definitely going to be voting this time. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's um, the thing is the I, I think the turnout this year is going to be immense. And I think it's going to be a lot more Democrat than it was before. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, you also had the Democratic Party mismanaging literally fucking everything they could possibly mismanage. Uh, and then on top of that, you had... You know, people on the left screaming at and demonizing anybody even remotely right of them. Basically, unless you were like confirmed, yeah, I'm voting for Hillary, you were a fucking monster. And that made all of the people because like, I don't oh, know, yeah. I think a lot of people tend to forget that most people are not one or the other. Oh, yeah. Right. Most people like, you know, a lot of the friends we talk to, they're just like they're just de facto liberal or just de facto conservative. Most people are not that like we I mean, in the circles we hang out with and like nerd communities, furry communities, you know, going to university. A lot of those people are just like de facto liberal. And then the ones who aren't tend to get pushed past moderate and into I'm just right-wing conservative now uh because uh you know a lot of it is the de facto liberal types demonize those people who are even remotely right of them so anyone in that moderate zone gets pushed away yeah they get pushed away and they get pushed to the right and they're like well i'm gonna go with the ones that aren't calling me an asshole kind of thing so that happened a lot yeah in the states politics yeah. especially in the states have the moderate has fallen out yeah, right. which is, is no terrifying. Which is a terrifying idea. I mean, and again, it's one of the reasons that I, again, I am grateful that, uh, honestly, that the Liberal Party in Canada bounced back in the last federal election. Because if they hadn't, uh, right, you're ending up in this in the case where we are in in Alberta, where basically you've got the Conservatives, and well, now the Conservatives have united. So you know, we're not going to get to have another round of good old UCP. Oh fuck. Mm. Um, and uh, right. So because that's happened now, we're, we're back to the polarized super right and the super left in Alberta. If the Friend, liberals... the NDP in Alberta isn't really super left. Oh, no, they're not. But again, the perception for a vast majority of people are. And again, compared to the conservatives in Alberta, they are super left. 
Yeah. Well, like, don't get me wrong. They're more like federal liberals. Yeah. But well, I find it funny. They're like, have you seen what the NDP did to Manitoba? And I'm like, that that was the Manitoba. And you, you realize that the conservative party in Manitoba is like the liberal party in. And that's, I mean, that's also part Alberta. of the problem of like that whole universal party branding that we yeah. seem to be so obsessed well, with in it, Canada. It's like in the fucking BC where the liberal party might as well be the conservative party. And, like, the conservative party is, like, almost the liberal party. And, like, there's this really fucking weird role reversal <laughs> shit happening. And the Green Party controls the entire fucking house because they have the two swing votes. And the two part two other parties are so at each other's throats that it's, like, the conservatives could be, like, we think people should have the right to live and the liberals would just be like no <laughs> fuck no <laughs> right like you're not wrong like it's uh, so I, like, fucking divisive well and that and it's right it's, it's the the uh what do you call it identity politics of the united yeah. states that has started to bleed up here and it's not again it's not helpful for discussion right no. it's not well, helpful discussion for, doesn't happen no it's just uh it's oh you're in the blue shirt you must die <laughs> you're trying to ruin the country yeah. yeah it's basically how much of a how much can we demonize the other side yeah, yeah and it's, it's just like all stupid it's all again identity okay. politics so, yeah. of, and that's the thing is the parties could totally take back control of the house if they wanted to but the thing is, they're too busy. They hate each other. Yeah, they're too busy hating each other to decide what the fuck to do about the two votes that have been literally deciding everything. And the problem is, since it's those two votes that are deciding everything, they're all fucking falling over each other to kiss ass to the Green Party the fucking hardest. Well, That's why this whole pipeline bullshit happened. Yeah. Well, like, no, 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 I know. It's trust so me. fucking trust me, bullshit. I know. Um, but I mean... They, the, it's kind of sad. Like the only time I've ever actually seen in recent times the entire like parliament actually be on the same page, uh, other than some terrible tragedy, was when Trump outright just started insulting the prime minister right after the G7, and even the conservatives were like, "Okay, we don't like Justin, but fuck off. That's our job to insult him, not yours." <laughs> What, like, what's that? Is Trump stealing our jobs? Oh, my God. <laughs> it was just like it's Fucking, the only time I've seen that happen where it's I, just like, OK. I do find it hilarious how much Canada has been like with this whole like trade war thing. Canada's is like trade war, trade war, fight, fight. Well, now Canada's is like, all right, well, I'll just buy Canadian then. And I'm, I'm just sitting there like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what we should that, be doing. That's the answer. Like, bingo. It, that that's that's what you do. Yeah. You buy Canadian. <laughs> Like, to the point where Trudeau even said, he's like, uh, for your holiday, maybe don't go to the States. Like, I yeah. was, I'm already considering that I just, I'm going to put a personal travel ban on going to the United States until Trump isn't in office anymore, because that country is just losing its mind. And, yeah. I mean, on that note, there's so much of Canada I haven't seen, and I know is gorgeous. Truth. And I want to go see. Like, basically... All of the fucking uh, East Coast. Oh my God, dude! You, if you haven't before, you, you have to go to Montreal. The furthest east I've ever been is Thunder Bay, and I was there for a Scout Jubilee. So it's not like I was even yeah. taking in 
Ontario, no, dude, right? Going to fucking uh, like Estevan is actually the furthest east in Canada like, I've been. Toronto is a great place to visit. Mm-hmm. It's the Canadian New York. Like, yeah, I it's, really want to see Toronto. It's awesome. Yeah. Toronto. Uh, Toronto. Montreal, I have never seen so much culture like concentrated I, into a single location. I want to see life. Montreal so bad. Um, yeah. I want to go into the, the islands. Yeah. Right. I've been to PEI Labrador. Uh, they're cool. I had a lot of fun in Halifax, though. Mm-hmm. I actually want to see the, yeah, like the Halifax Naval Yards and stuff, because I'm an enormous military geek, so. Yeah. Uh, well, I went there, and we saw the forts. Went through this tour of this thing. It was talking about this boat that exploded and basically have you never heard of the Halifax. Halifax? Have you never heard of the Halifax explosion? I hadn't oh, until that moment. That was yeah, that was not good. I, granted, I was a kid at the time. It was also, a munitions uh, ship in World War One. There was an accident aboard, and it basically just lit up the whole city. Oh, yeah. sweet! Like just it, it, it literally cratered. That sounds like uh, Canadian social studies, which I literally slept through. Yeah. yeah, no, that was it was it was not good. It was, um, it was very not good. Uh, Orky says that the only culture in Montreal is the cheese. I dare you to go to Montreal and yeah, say that. Yeah, we we live in Alberta, Orky. We ain't got shit <laughs> we, to say about culture. Yeah, like, we we have we're, cowboy this hats city, and this city is less than a hundred years old. Yeah, cowboy hats and horses. That's what we get. And then that's the other thing is if you want to experience like you know West Coast surfing, fish tacos, and all that kind of shit. Seriously, go to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was it, born in Vancouver. It's so like, honestly, Vancouver's a great place. I've been literally coast to coast Canada, and I can tell you that, like, every single place in Canada has its thing. Mm-hmm. Except maybe, like, I Saskatchewan, mean, which has potash. And Saskatoon is... No. It's, no. It's Whatever you were going to say, is it's not there. It's Maybe don't visit Saskatchewan. It's got a, it's got a great, great berry <laughs> named after it. Saskatchewan's just kind of flat. It... It, like you can the, go, it's flat. Not just in you can te- go see land, the potash mines, but you drive past those and you get about as much as you need to see. Uh, I don't know if I'd ever want to go inside them. Yeah, that sounds scary. You can, yeah, but I mean, Winnipeg's neat. I mean, like they got like a zoo and shit. But I mean, it's basically just Calgary with more wind and uh, mosquitoes. Yeah, or or winter if you're depending like, on your season. Like that's the thing is if you're going to visit Saskatchewan or Manitoba, you definitely want to visit northern Saskatchewan and northern Manitoba and that's for like going camping out in the fucking bush kind of situation. Uh get yourself as far removed from society as possible. That's what Saskatchewan Yeah, and but we the thing is like we've got the mountains for that here that you yeah. can you can find some spots that are I uh, I, don't I still don't even people. spend enough time up in the mountains. Right, no, we're fucking we an, an hour, hour away. Yeah, yeah. well, well and that's we're, we're the thing. Fix is, that next month. So. Yeah, you can visit Banff a bunch. Banff, Banff is yeah. fun. To be fair, Banff is for me like a once or twice a year. Canmore probably once or twice a year. Because the thing is, we went to Banff in St. Patty's. Yeah, you know, over St. Patty's Day, yeah. and we saw all of the stuff in Banff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The actual parts that you know aren't people's houses in Banff, y- you can walk in. A few hour. minutes, yeah, yeah. and, that, and that's like stopping though. everywhere. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, if we go, if we take you there, we are absolutely going to Tuke. Okay, yeah, we need to go yeah. to Tuke and just what play. the fuck is Tuke? It's it was just a, a Canadian club pub. we found. Oh, pub, pub. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Not pub, not club. I uh, no, it's like visiting all around Canada. I have to say, my most memorable moments were definitely uh, walking around 
Montreal at like three in the morning where people will, were still partying in the fucking streets. It was kind yeah. of incredible. But yeah. <laughs> um, there was uh, Halifax walking down this one road where you could just see the bay from the road. Mm-hmm. And you could just like... That's one of those things living in Alberta that we just don't ever get an understanding for is yeah. the idea of Oceanside. Right, being yeah. able to look just down over your city in the ocean, and I feel like that's a thing that people in Vancouver don't understand is not having that. Yeah, <laughs> like fucking. Uh, it, it was actually an interesting thing because, like, of all the people I know, uh, they like fish. You know, they'll eat fish, a well cooked salmon. You know, something like that. Mm, um, salmon. You know, or they'll have shrimp sometimes. But living in Alberta, given the choice between chicken, steak, and fish, you're steak. choosing the steak. Yeah, take the steak. Every fucking time. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like that whole, like, you know, uh, at weddings and shit, when they do the, the fish option, mm-hmm. I feel like that's just for, the, like, I feel like that came from so many people living on the fucking coast at some point I'm, I'm where sure fish think... is just like that thing you eat so every wedding that i've been to where there was the whole like you know pick your option for the reception the only three options i've ever seen have been uh beef chicken or vegetarian yeah De- i've never seen fish come up it depends on one of those. Who's hosting it the ones i've seen that have fish on them are christian weddings yeah because they have them for um uh, presbyterians oh yep Right, people who Gesundheit. don't eat a lot of meat and just want the fish. Yeah. Well, there's this whole thing about like I think it's Friday. You're not supposed to eat meat Friday's or something. Fish day. Yeah, Friday. Yeah. You, you're supposed to eat fish. I mean, that is literally the reason McDonald's has a fillet of fish. Yeah. By the way, absolutely it is, is. Uh, that whole n- not eating meat on Fridays. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. That's where it came from. Honestly, yeah. it I did not know so that. that they could Today still sell people uh, um, the sandwiches. The sandwiches on Friday. Yeah. Really? Yeah. For real. For real. Huh. That is where it came from. And then it just turned out that it was just good enough to stay. Yeah. And it stayed. I, I, okay. I have had a fillet of fish twice in my life. I've never actually tried one. They're, I was not brave They enough. are disgusting. I, yeah. That's basically what they I've are, heard. They are awful. The problem is it's not a very good fish. No. Right. It's just a and square. It's not, and it's not fried very well. It's just yeah. kind of soggy. I do want to go and try, what is it? A&W has their wild cod. Their fish they, basically their their fillet o cod, and I, I yeah. just want to try it because I like trying the fish sandwiches. Usually they're pretty disappointing, though. Yeah, I've, I've, I mean the last actually the last good bit of fried fish actually was at Banff when we <laughs> went and uh, had that ridiculous serving at the Rosen or the the Crown Rosen Crown uh, Rosen Crown. The Rosen Crown. Or- yeah. Orky has said that the Halifax explosion was the equivalent of two point nine kilotons of TNT. Oof! So that's nuts. Because do you want to know how big Hiroshima was? Mm-hmm. That was a five kiloton warhead. Yeah. So that's more than half of Hiroshima. <laughs> that's a big explosion. Like I said, it literally Jeez. cratered. Yeah. I, I, knew, no, no, I knew it was terrible. I knew like, it was an enormous there's, detonation. There's, an a, there's actually this big. place where you can go where you can see it. Like you can see the wall of the crater slope. You're standing on like this cliff and it like slopes down and they're like, yeah, this is part of the like crater yeah. that was formed. It, it's yeah. the same sort of... Um, sensation you get when you go to frank slide i don't know what that is yeah. oh. oh we're gonna take you up there frank slides up in the rockies here it's a, oh. a town uh, foothills frank 
Um, oh, is that that one that got buried, got yeah. buried. Down, down in Crow's Nest Pass yeah, area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's basically it's, our Pompeii. Yeah. yeah, it's intimidating to stand on the road and see the field of rocks and realize there's a there's a town under there. Yeah, right, just gone and probably bodies. Oh, oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. They have not touched it, and never will. Hopefully, well. The, the whole thing, too, as you touch one of those stones and, well, congratulations, now you've caused another rock slide. Yeah. yeah. No one's going to touch but, that. Um, one of the big things for me about traveling around Canada is I've I've kind of gotten into the whole culinary wanting to try different local experiences, especially because I work with two people who are from, from Montreal, and they talk about the food there all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see what actual French-Canadian food is because oh. I've had homemade stuff. But it, it well so in Montreal, it's funny because like Montreal has a lot of like the typical Canadian food. You got your poutines and all that shit. Uh, there's a lot of shit with maple. There's actually a surprising amount of fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually like if you're interested in like a thriving food scene, uh. Calgary is actually pretty good for that. We're yeah. getting up there. We're we're Real finding quick. this out. Uh and then uh Toronto is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to run up to where where was that new top chef from? Is he from Halifax? Oh, uh or St. John's. Uh St. John's, I St. think. John's. Yeah. I want I want to go try his restaurant because after seeing what he considers his own menu, <laughs> oh, that was I've that never was seen so something good. like that cooked for oh, uh, my God. competition before. Yeah. That was that was really cool. They basically like, did this like culinary tour of like all of these Newfoundland ingredients. And oh, it was like like actual like roughage and stuff, you like know, things you never see here. Yeah. Oh, it would look so so good. The, so uh, good. The the, <laughs> the the one thing that I'm finding out is that uh, uh, apparently Canada has like its own pizza culture here now too. That's a thing that's well, yeah, happening. We start wars. Yeah, <laughs> it's all our fault. It's, actually, we started wars. Uh, yeah, what is it? It's the the pepperoni or the uh, the the pineapple. Hawaiian. Uh, yeah, Hawaiian pizza is apparently oh, an know, abomination. There was, there was something else though that was also is that a Canadianism. Canadian? Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. it is. Hawaiian yeah. is Hawaiian pizza. Ham Canadian. and pineapple yeah. is Canadian. Ham and pineapple was a Canadian invention. Oh my god! As far as I'm aware, yeah. Uh, ginger beef is us too, but I don't think that yeah. started any culinary uh, ginger wars. Ginger beef again is a uh, West Canada thing. Yeah. Because they don't have it as much on the east side. Yeah, oh, they, yeah, because, yeah. They at get uh, a. General So's chicken, which yeah. we don't get. Yeah, because at Fur A. That's uh, the Shaw Rogers Agreement, but in food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they get, what is it, General, general So's chicken. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up a, a place here and serve General So's chicken. Do it. You'll be. You'll just be called a... Weirdly enough, East Coast Chinese food place. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because at Furay, um, uh, Shiro and uh, Dan Raccoon were both absolutely, utterly thrilled that... Uh, oh, yeah, you guys uh, didn't give your Furay reports. Well, it's because, I mean, I wasn't here. It was me and the two only people who weren't there, and it was just me giving my Furay report last year. Mm-hmm. Or last week, not last. Oh yeah, because it was just just you. It was just me. I was the only one that was there, and I got to talk about the fucking dog bowls and shit. Oh, those, <laughs> those were, were so trashy. Yeah, those were a thing. Um, I mean, really short summary, just because I'm not going to uh, 
yeah, know, rehashed so, the whole uh, thing, but it was it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of beer. I found out I can apparently outdrink about half of you guys. Okay, so Greek Canadian Sam Penopoulos claimed he created the first Hawaiian pizza yep. in the satellite restaurant in Chatham, Ontario. Yep. In nineteen sixty-two. Holy yeah. and shit. That, that goes along with the uh the Caesar and the um ginger beef. Huh. Yeah. In Germany, Hawaiian pizza oh, is yeah, thought Caesar, to be that's a, the other one that a, a, a variation of the ham, pineapple, and cheese topped toast Hawaii, which is apparently a German dish. Huh. It's basic that looks weird. It's basically a piece of toast with ham pineapple and cheese on it world culinary stuff can be so interesting that is really weird apparently but yeah furry was a lot of fun uh it was a lot of socializing to be honest it really it, was it's a social con for me because it's local yeah yeah i don't feel bad just sitting around and doing nothing yeah. then again i've never gone to panels at cons i've never been that guy i mean i think in my entire life yeah. i've been to like five in every con I've Technically, been to. I went to the werewolf game, but that was it. I mean, that's more of a game. Yeah, but that's just, it's a game. And again, it's people I know are running you, it. You know what we should do for a panel, like, next year? We should do our show is what we should do. No, we should fucking play a tabletop game like Iron Claw. Yeah? <laughs> do, uh, do, See, do a I live mean, session? Right? So this is the part where I'm probably, I may not make friends, but, like, I just, I actively avoid the game room at... Yeah, at any con, honestly. I mean, because we'd, it's just, we'd be in the we'd, auditorium. We'd have a panel room, right? Yeah, yeah, we'd be in the auditorium playing Iron Claw while people watch. Yeah. Uh, oh, see, God. the thing is, I would do something like that. Um, it might not be Iron Claw. It would probably be a system that has built-in player interruption. Oh. And I would offer those player interruptions to the audience. Oh. That or having players randomly come up and be npcs would be actually yeah pretty just good. Or, or like what uh, what ray was talking about with uh, having a panel where we just swap war stories from our games i mean shit. that could be it cuz yeah. some of that shit's fucking epic oh yeah. my god i had i had ray almost on the floor with some of the this, stories this, from our this game. is why i'm still working on putting together a, a tabletop show yeah right it's just hard time. to do it in an interesting way. Well, well, I mean, you've got things like Critical Role. I mean, Geek and Sundry does the they've they're doing the Star Trek um, yep. adventures. The the thing that they have going for them right now is money. Not just like the games are the games, right? They don't really change. It's all up to the GM. And I can tell you right now, Matt Summerer as a GM is fucking wicked. Mm -hmm. um, oh, uh, so Levy's saying that uh, Edmonton is listed as number eight in the world for pizza. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Um, the, the thing is, when doing a tabletop show, it really, it's a talk show. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. It's just people talking about the game. So you need a visual acuity to make it interesting. I've watched a bunch of uh, a podcast called the uh, Invictus podcast, I think it is. They're the ones who introduced me to The Strange. I destroyed it. Um, Poor goat. And... Uh, they just do a uh, live stream or whatever and have their, their windows open. Mm -hmm. But I, I find that really boring to look at, so I treat them like a podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. They're open over here, and I'm not looking at them, and instead I'm listening to them play the game while I do something else. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing is when I finally get my show going, I just want to make sure I have a set framed that isn't just 
me. Why have you done this? Um, I'm actually I've been looking at like cheap action cans from China as multiple viewpoints because you can order like you know GoPro knockoffs for thirty dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and I've seen uh, another good well, example is uh, Warhammer TV, right? So uh, Games Workshop uh, has done their their Twitch channel now for a little while, basically since they did the launch of the new we, stuff. But but what they're doing on that is yeah they've got camera setups they've got counters on the screen like a like a soccer match or a hockey yeah, game and that that's all the, the post-production stuff that can make it yeah well they do it live right because it's, it's all twitch and so they've got, they've live got a, overlay a stream overlayer yeah, yeah they've got an that, overlay that's that just they like do. the yogs cast who are doing their poker game now oh my god um, oh my god they got sponsored by a poker what? company yeah an online poker company sponsored them oh, and shipped no. them all these rfid readers for their table so the oh, Yogg's cast, oh, who are God. like, you know, they, they built their empire on oh, Minecraft. God. Could you imagine having like Arfid oh. dice? Yeah. They, so, they so, exist. That, well, so that like, you know, we were like, okay, roll damage and you roll and it's like popping up on the screen. Yeah. This, this. In fact, the thing is, dice are fairly easy to read. It's yeah. just, you know, getting the object recognition in there. It's I've actually been looking into it. Oh. Because I want some of sort course of course you have. I want some way to <laughs> of be course able to he has. It, right. One of my action cams would probably be on a dice tray. Yeah. Fucking Well it's not that because well, you just tell the players you know, like you have to roll here. Interestingly, to like doing it with action cams would actually be harder than a different solution. Because with the action cams you gotta run all of the HDMI cables and then you need all of those HDMI cables to go to an input somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you need a bunch of input systems. So what you can do instead, I, actually... I point you to the octopus nest that is below our feet. Well, there's no such thing... Well, okay, there is such a thing. But no such thing as an affordable <laughs> multi-HDMI studio yeah. input. No, I honestly... It might just turn out being a bunch of webcams. Well, and that's... Or see, no, well, so the, phones. What I, mean, I was going to suggest... Is set up an ingest server, like a stream ingest server, like an RTMP server, yep. and then set up a bunch of Raspberry Pis with a little Raspberry Pi camera on them. Ooh. And have them just broadcast to the That's RTMP server. That's a good server. idea. I just need to see if the cameras of any good quality. The cameras are of reasonable quality. Good okay. enough for like a live stream. Okay, cool. I mean, at least to read it. Uh, yeah, I guess part of it too is if, if it's not like super, super, super 4K, high def HDR, yeah. Doom. And you can attach different cameras to the Raspberry Pi yeah. anyway. So okay, well, that's cool. That's an option I hadn't considered. Yeah. Anything, so, so um, maybe add that as a uh, tier for unfurled. Uh, <laughs> Watch <laughs> us play fucking board games. <laughs> I already want to get us all together. I was telling Car about this. I think I sent you a message. At the very least, naming rights for NPCs, so we get more than just Prudence Chastity. Yeah. No, Prudence <laughs> Chastity lives forever. That's a story I'll go into another time. Uh, um, wait, uh, people, email in and ask us for the story of Prudence, Prudence Chastity. Chastity. Yeah, she was uh, a uh, very important character. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a game I'd love to get us all together to play. It might be an 8-Bit Animals thing if we ever get that off the ground for real. Um, which is, uh, it's a multiplayer competitive dating sim. Oh, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that face. What, you don't want to play a competitive dating sim? <laughs> competitive? Yeah, it's called Monster Prom. Oh. I've been watching some YouTubers play it. It looks oh, amazing. Oh. And I think it's the kind of thing that four of us together, I think, would rock and have uh. a hell of a good time. <laughs> competitive? Just that, that makes me want to play it even more now. Yeah. Okay. Right there. 
Are any of the monsters fuckable? Uh, I would say I like two of them. Okay. Um, okay. It depends on uh. your tastes, I think. And knowing you, there's probably a 50% chance you'd be interested in, in at least one of them. Maybe two of them. I probably see. the same two as me, uh, <laughs> uh, which is good because that means we're going to be going after the same guys. Oh, oh, you, there's actually guys. Yeah, there's guys and girls. Oh, that makes it less awful. Yeah, and your you, character. You want to make are... anybody your waifu? No, no, I really, I really don't. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, two of their their female characters uh. are very much the tropes that I like in anime. Oh. So, yeah, they've got, like, the... Did you ever watch Aranma One Half? No. Damn it. Because the... Basically, you know, the business-savvy, totally cutthroat, almost sociopathic... The blue-haired one from uh, the that uh, host club anime with uh, the glasses? Kyoya is very, yeah, very similar in concept, right? Okay. Almost totally heartless, but you can't really tell at times. The difference is that character actually does have a soft side. It's just hidden away. Which one? Kyoya? Kyoya. Uh, uh, from yeah. Club. Center. The, the girl I, I wanted to talk about from Ranma, which is, uh, I think her name is Hibiki. She has no, no conscience. None. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> no, like 100% everything is about money. And money, she, money, if money, she's money. coming on to you with any kind of emotion, you know she is after you for cash. <laughs> okay then it's it's actually funny because it's one of those things where they give her that that like that's her character trait and they never deviate not once <laughs> right they have a couple of episodes where they're like oh no she actually has a softer set no actually she was just taking photos to sell to all the perverts at school wow yeah that which by the way run one half is very much a pervert anime i mean i, I mean that's that. a lot of anime from that era yeah yeah, uh, like, a lot of it. Like most of it. Like you, you basically had Ranma and then Trigon. Yeah, there's a yeah. bunch of anime out of there. Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop was excellent. I haven't watched it. Really? Yeah. Excellent theme music. Holy shit. That's, that's Cow- old school now. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop is one of the better animes out there. It honestly really is. Because um, yeah, I saw it, that was back in my, like, you know, weeaboo stage in high school. Yeah, I no, mean, no offense, sexual any anime. It's funny because I actually ended up watching Wolf's Rain before I saw Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, yeah. I liked Wolf's Rain. It's just depressing. Yeah, this is heartbreaking. It's, it's just yeah. like, um, what is it? Loveless. It just never really gets. I actually recently found out about another anime that I am going to have to watch. Um. Uh, where is it? The one that uh, I've been is history. more and more people keep telling me about the Expanse. Apparently, so I'm gonna have to. Yeah, we'll we'll do put that. the Expanse on our list to watch. Uh, the the so, cruel irony is, uh, if it's going on to was it going on to Amazon now? So we we won't be able to watch it. I have it's Amazon Prime. On, oh, do we? oh yeah, oh yeah, it's on my server as well. Okay. The re- that right there, that sentence is the reason that Amazon had to pick it up because everyone's like, oh, The Expanse is so great or XYZ TV show is so great. Oh, but I can't watch it live, so I'm going to go pirate it. Hey, nobody's watching The Expanse, so we're going to cancel it. What do you mean? Why are you canceling it? I watch it. Well, I love it all the time. I but think- I, I don't have cable. 
My point is still valid. You are not contributing <laughs> uh, to the financial success of the I show. I think you'll and find, thus, Steve, that network TV is dying a slow is. death. Don't get me yeah. wrong. It absolutely so, is. However, this is why a lot of network TV shows have been canceled and streaming services are like, I'll take that one. Yeah. And yeah. I'll take I, oh, that one. Yep. And I'll take that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> However, can you just not wait till AMC uh, is like, nah, Walking Dead and Netflix is like, so... We reboot. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, you are part of the problem. Maybe. Uh, I so love you. The anime I was, uh, fucking I was Blackbeard. talking about with, uh, I, I mean, I really am. I have. Says the ten... guy watching Vikings off my plex. I actually do own the box set, but it's a DVD because I'm have, an idiot. So I, I have, do still financially support the show. I do have the 10 terabytes of stolen media. Um,. So the anime that I was this is, oh. going to talk about that I, I have to watch <laughs> is called uh, Arashi, no, Arashi no Yoruni is the Gesundheit. name. It's It's uh, apparently about a goat and a wolf who become friends. It is very, okay. it is very obviously it, a children's anime. Yeah. Uh, now, which, the... which spectrum of children's anime? Are we talking Crayon Shin? Or no, are we talking no, no. like we're talking like there like that's the animation. It's uh Again, it's, it's poor radio. Well it, it's uh so the that it's funny because the whole anime is just available on YouTube. You can literally just go watch it. I, I love some there. of that stuff. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, that is like super. There's a. It's a very yeah. strange animation style. There's a weird Russian animation I like to watch through every now and then that huh. it's all on YouTube. It's well done, but it's it's got a very. It's not anime. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's almost like someone hand drew Paw Patrol in like in the in that kind of cartoony. And and sort there's style. the other weird thing is that it's anime, but it's not cell shaded. Yeah, like yeah. it is actually it's actually soft shading, which mm -hmm. is weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, we we've actually been going for a bit. I think we probably might want to look well, at normally, some email. Normally, this would be where you would break and then let yeah, me talk your ear off. But we I need already to let did. people off early today because you're here. Hello. Yep. Um, no, so, not back to that. I need to go back to the podcast so I can see the chat. Fuck phone. Anybody want to get any last second emails? Now's your chance. Uh, <laughs> do it. Are, are we going to do email then? Yep. That sounds good. Do I'm it. trying to pull up my email right okay. now. Well, I'm going to read two of them because they are addressed to me. Okay. <laughs> or rather, at me. Well, aren't you special? Oh. Yeah. Oh, never no. mind. No, I, you can have these. I am special, but <laughs> for reasons that are not uh, not good. So this first one is titled, Hi, Unfurl. Oh. And the Unfurl. Unfurl. It goes like this. Singular it's, it's like It's like when we play Sonic and Knuckle. Sonic and Knuckle, yep. Just we one. are Unfurl. We are Unfurl. Um, I miss you. Please update feed. Thanks. P.S. Tal is a pretty princess. From our local sales pronoun. Taco sales pronoun. So that, that's the first one. And the second one here is titled email. Fuck, Mary kill snow leopards, foxes, and otters. Oh, that's actually a thing. So oh. Yeah, I was going to say. Steve? Yes, you should update your feed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the part addressed to me. Um... 
So to address the update your feed, please, pleading, um, yes, I'm sorry. Tonight. Uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> I'm working on getting extra help uh, uh, editing, probably from Roland, so that I'm not the only one doing it. Okay. Um, because, yeah, the problem is, is I tend to put it off and put it off. And, and put it then off. it just never happens. Yeah. And then it turns into a chore because there's like four of them. So. So. Fuck. We, fuck. You know what I just noticed? We do a lot. We we do that a lot. We, we are, make that noise that's like. That's hex sound we make. A lot. Like a lot, a lot. Um, so we'll start with Car then. Fuck, Mary kill, snow leopards, foxes, and otters. Uh, kill the snow leopards before they get the chance to do it to you. Wow, uh, racist cats. Most cats are are just pointy death balls. <laughs> um, marry the fox because house fox, like okay, you know, okay. everyday domestic servant fox. Uh, otter, yeah, because I already um, know what otters. one of Cal's answers is going to be. So, yeah. well, so kill the cat because fuck cats. Um. Fuck the fox, because oh. I mean, that's what they're there for. And I mean, if you're if one of those three is going to be a good lay, probably the fox. You know, <laughs> the most experienced, all that. Uh, and marry the otter because otters won't just fuck around. Yeah, Talek, you stole most of my answers. <laughs> yeah. I, I was gonna say k- kill the snow leopard fuck the fox and marry the otters yeah because otters do otters like, are adorable and marry for life and yeah yeah and the fox would just find a wolf and leave you so it just means you didn't tie them down tight enough <laughs> <clears throat> apparently no snap love in the uh yeah apparently not oh and talu sent us that thing about uh kim jong-un uh so read it yeah uh greetings unfurled i hope you're all doing well today i bring you a story i found and uh i found funny in a dark sort of way predictable as always not even three weeks after the historical meeting of kim jong-un and president trump where the two signed what was called a comprehensive document and both parties uh pledging to work toward denuclearization of the peninsula north korea has began rapidly accelerating their nuclear program as evidenced from some images taken by commercial satellites on june 21st 2018 uh, including the handy link below. Yeah. If that's the same link that he, uh, had linked, uh, earlier in the week in the chat, I did take a look at that and yeah, I mean, yeah, short answer. It, it is disappointing. Don't get me wrong. Um, I wasn't, again, I, I was saying it, it would have been nice for it to happen. Yeah. Um, one of the things again, that I think that and I've said this before is I don't think that Kim Jong-un is a raving moron. I don't think he's uh, an idiot. Uh, I think he's terrified. And the thing is that he has seen what's happened in the past when other leaders lose their weapons of mass destruction. Yep. Uh, the two examples would be Saddam Hussein and um, Muammar Gaddafi, both of which are now very dead. Uh, because shortly after they lost their most powerful deterrence against more powerful things, well, look what happened. <laughs> they... See, I don't even know if... The nuclear weapons was the most powerful deterrent in those situations. I think probably well, for, Russia was. For for Hussein, it was chemical. Yeah. Um, but 
uh, for Gaddafi, he did have a uh, a nuclear program in Libya. Yeah, like, the thing and is, it I, was removed. I don't think that's what was stopping the U.S. Though. No, I, I mean, think I think that don't get me wrong. They also still needed a casus belli. Uh, sorry, a, a, a cause to actually go to war. Yeah, right. Like, for, for I'm pretty sure it was Russia standing there, like we dare you kind of situation yeah but they never actually tried to stop anyway uh, without going too much into having a second segment but basically yeah it was it was right they they've seen what happens to other world leaders that lose these weapons that allow them to at least make people think very because again even if korea managed to get one nuke one singular nuke all that's going to happen is that the united states casualties uh shoot up sky high or korea's casualties shoot up sky high but that's enough Right. Yeah. You will win that war. Full stop. They're, they're, you're not going to lose a war against North Korea. The question is how many casualties you want to take in the process. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's a thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, we just got to watch finish and, the email. Uh, oh, right. There's pusses. Uh, tell. How is the Subaru doing? Um, the, the, is oh, am I <laughs> still talking? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my headphones just cut out. No, nope, oh. I can hear you. Cool. Yeah. Well, my headphones are broken. <laughs> <laughs> so the Subaru is doing okay. It's uh, it's pretty fine. Um, for the most part, I uh, am needing of parts. Right now, I'm still in the process of trying to track down. Uh, uh, USDM STI engine and transmission, which those are hard to fucking hard find. To find. Uh, they're hard to find because everyone's just like, uh, USDM STI engine with turbo and transmission, only 400,000 kilometers, uh, well taken care of. I change the oil all the time because I raced it every day. Uh, $35,000, no low balls. I know what I have. And it's like, dude, dude. You have a piece of shit. You have a piece of garbage. Get that shit out of here. I wouldn't buy that for $50. No. Like, fuck me. That's worth, that is worth less than the scrap metal. Yeah. Like. I just lost. This garbage. Oh, there we go. Uh, but yeah, uh, the next PS is how is the coffee wagon coming along? Roland, he is not here, is but not I here, assume it's going good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, I, I, I know a little bit in that it's, it was retired for this season because there's some more work that needs to be done on it. Beyond that, I would need to ask the ferret. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get him to send you an update. And then PPPS. Oh, look, old memes. That is an old meme. Congratulations. All right. Wait, yeah. we have memes. Neat. We have we have memes that we have buried in the ground and made sure do not see the light of day. Uh, actually, funny on that is uh, uh, we were listening to the radio in our repair room at work and uh, Twenty One Guns came on. I can't that listen is, to that song that anymore. Not the I song that came Thank into you, my Pepper head. Pepper Coyote for yeah. making sure that that song is ruined. That song is still on FA. Yeah, it's I still wonder under, if he regrets uh, writing that. Oh, you should I ask him. Doubt it. Probably <clears throat> get him on here as a guest. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that's it. I think we're gonna let you go home. I I got nothing. Yep. Uh, yep. As usual, throughout the week, like the discussions in the Telegram chat have been pretty freaking awesome. So, like, granted, definitely join if, it. If um, I don't respond, I'm uh, for one. I just I just want to say, just while I'm here, is I work a lot. So 
and I do not have a job that I can be texting or whatnot at work, so uh, that's why. The other part is I hate, 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 hate typing complicated ideas, triply so on a phone keyboard. So sometimes I just don't respond because just I'm use just... speech to text. Oh, I'm not, <laughs> trust me, some of the things I would be wanting to say in there, I am not going to go blabbing around <laughs> in the hallways on my break or um, not, believe me. So, so yeah, uh, join the Telegram chat. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube right now, be sure to do the whole like and subscribe thing because it helps our numbers, helps us grow, gets more watchers, all that. Spreads the word. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, criticisms, anything like that, you can go to our website, unfurl.net, where we got links to all of our forms of contact, which include the aforementioned Telegram chat. There's also a channel there if you don't want to actually talk. Uh, our Twitter page, all of that shit. Um, other than that, we'd also we'd definitely like to thank uh, Omari and Scream Fox for the logo and the music. Uh, huge thank to all of our patrons. They uh, are... Well, we the, got the patrons that are going to get what they're paying literally for every soon. time we have a piece of equipment that's fixed. There's <laughs> more equipment that breaks, so as is that's the thing. And we need to buy coverings for these walls so that everyone's not just staring at yellow insulation. <laughs> yeah, it is a I bit. Mean, rustic. Don't get me wrong. The the yeah. yellow is so much nicer than the just the gray sound walls you see on so many other YouTubers or yeah. whatnot. Uh, but yeah, Lello. Uh, with that. Uh, we hope you enjoy the show and have a good night. See you guys later. My name is Va- Car- Ah, shit. Uh, how do you fuck that up? I don't know. It's your own It's my name. own outro. Hold on. There, this has I- to end a certain way, though. Because, again, if I don't have it. Well, you get to do it. Good. Well, and remember, we love you. We'll miss you. And beware fuckzilla. Okay, now you can go.